0: Welcome to the In Vino Fab podcast. I'm Patrice and I'm Laura. We're your co-hosts for In Vino Fabulum. That means in wine, story.
1: We think there are tales that need to be told about women, wine, work, and what's happening in the world. This podcast was created to have a chat about a few of these things and more. Tune into this podcast to learn and share as we talk about passion projects, reason reads, and random wine facts.
0: I recently um, was watching the Brene Brown special that's on Netflix. I've been reading one of her books, and she has a uh, recording of one of her talks on Netflix. And she talks a lot about um, vulnerability, and um, I don't know. I uh, As I was listening to it, I just found that so many things that she talked about applied to our work you know, our work life. But one of the story, you know, one of the things that I really took away that I want to think about implementing is she talked about um, using this term, the story I'm hearing, the story I'm telling myself. And the example she shared was like, she was out swimming in the water with her husband and, He swam up to her and I think she said something like, I love you. It's been a great life together or something like that. And he just kind of like looked at her like swam away. And, you know, she interpreted that behavior a certain way. And so then they they, when they talked about it um, later, of course, how she was interpreting it was much different from how he was experiencing it. And so she was relating that to, you know, using, like, instead of if you have not necessarily a confrontation, but if you have an issue or something with, you know, an employee or colleague, instead of confronting them about it, or you're getting like defensive, you know, to try saying something like, you know, the the story that I'm telling myself is, and then that gives the person the chance to say, well, wait, that's actually not what's going on. You know, this is what I'm feeling, but I do think for any of this to work, there just there has to be a lot of trust in the organization. And she talks about how you can't have trust and let you unless you let yourself be vulnerable. But of course, it's hard to do that if there isn't
1: trust. So I want to say thanks, Patrice, for mentioning that this is on Netflix because I can admit I was late to the Brene Brown reading and fan club momentum that had occurred. I've not read or watched anything for a long time um, until recently it was... Until I picked up her book, Braving the Wilderness. So you had suggested The Call of Courage, which is on Netflix. Which one? Can I just say, I think it's kind of badass that... Netflix is now having academic lectures. Essentially, is what it is. She's an academic proper. She's done social work. She's at the University of Houston. She does talks and writes books. Sure, but essentially, she's bringing her research to practical advice to Netflix, which I think is really kind of cool. Like. Is that I never knew that would be a goal. People talked about getting the TED Talk, which is what she really was picked up from. And she never realized that how much virility of YouTube would get that passed around and becoming one of the top te- talks on TED for regional TEDx conference, right? And so I agree with you because you, your idea of this is the story I'm telling it is you saying, this is my perception and I'm going to check it. Is this what's really happening or... Letting you know how I'm feeling. Um, I, I think you're right. When it comes to work, it's complicated. It might be easier with a family or a partner or a good friend that you could say, "When you're saying this, it sounds like this to me." Um, but maybe at, at work in the workplace, it's hard unless you have uh, kind of a caring climate. Like I think of it like um, Kim Scott's radical candor, right? So I think like, how do you, you know, say something like that when you? You know, it's coming from a well-meaning place and not a judgmental or one that's going to be, I guess, looking and writing your performance review and things like that. Um, yeah, and I, I think I like how she says, like, vulnerability is a weakness. And it's based on really how we were raised. Like, were we was it okay to emote in certain ways whether it's getting angry or showing uh, frustration or being upset or uber joy like what was that like and I I think that has a big impact on um, kind of what we bring forward um, in our relationships at work and personally and things like that so I do agree like I don't think it's impossible to be vulnerable but I do think it's knowing that when you show up or want to be seen and when you can be seen can be in your control sometimes, but for some people it might not be as easy whether what their position is or their social identity or something might not be, they may not be fully able to be seen just yet. So,
0: Yeah. yeah. And she talks also about uh, how you can't innovate, which is true, unless you take risks and put yourself out there and are vulnerable. Um, so, yeah, it's something to think about, you know, in the, the culture in your life and you know and work and how you might change that
1: yeah and I, I liked how she said it's it's going to be discomfort like uncomfortable there's going to be some discomfort and being putting yourself out there and you have to build that trust and it has to be more than an instagram photo or a facebook post real disclosure so how, how do you show up and be seen and and how do you respond so i guess i think it, i am going to think more about that when you have someone come at you in a, a different point of view or frustration or anger and say, Whoa, are we on the same page? And what can we talk about it a bit more? And I think that's really important. So that I, I appreciate her talk. And then I text you after I was saying, thanks for reminding me to watch this because it was really interesting. And, um, if you don't have Netflix, uh, we'll recommend some reads. We'll put a couple of her books on, our, on the show notes that you can check out from the library. Um, and we'll put her, her original TED Talk um, that I think has some essence to the talk.
0: So one thing be- I, I just wanted to think about before we wrap it up that I was wondering is <clears throat> I think that, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily work in what you might call you know, a safe space. And, you know, do people have to think, uh, think intentionally about the space that they're in and how other people might react and, you know, how, you know, as that, uh, you know, I think for some people it could end up having a negative result depending upon the work environment, which may mean then like, you don't want to be in that work environment if you can't be that way but i would just put that word of caution out just like anything you know before you come in you know before you read a book and just come in and you know steamroll to you know kind of check your space and you know think about the you know the possible repercussions or risks and be thoughtful and careful
1: that's good advice know you've got some trust in people around you first and then then be vulnerable yeah, yeah.
0: So I recently watched uh, Wine Country.
1: Have you seen that? Yes, I have. Because I figured we'd talk about it sometimes, so it would be like apropos that we don't mm. talk about a country, wine, and something we watched on Netflix. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I thought it was great, both entertaining and totally relatable. I thought they did a really good job of that. And um, it also motivated me to want to plan a wine country trip.
1: Yeah, so the premise so longtime friends meet up. Uh, they go to Napa Valley for a weekend getaway because their friend, Rachel Dratchway, adore, is turning 50. And so, uh, yeah, that's the premise. Is they go away on a weekend. They used to be friends. Um, they're friends from like a pizza joint in Chicago. So, mm-hmm. who, who's your longtime friends that are coming on your w- one weekend trip?
0: So, I have a friend um, that I've been friends with since kindergarten. And another friend that I've been friend, she kind of like became friends with us freshman year of high school. And we have literally been trying for two years to find a weekend when the three of us are free at the same time. And it's been very challenging. And uh, but that's that would be the the group that I would plan the uh, the wine country trip with.
1: So they all know each other. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Like I. I thought that was the neat part. Like you don't even have to like wine. Uh, you, you probably could like comedy, but it was kind of like a more sentimental than comedy, I guess. Like women getting together. Yeah. Of remember back in the day. Interesting. Uh,
0: yeah, and I thought it was it was it was subtle. You know, it was well done. Like some of the jokes they told about you know getting older and dating and being friends and health issues and, and whatnot. Yeah. Like and, one of the
1: quotes is they always say, well, that's what we're saying now. Cause yeah. It's comments yeah, of like, that's, right. that's what we say now. Cause we're old and whatever. So that was like one of their taglines.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like any friendships, there was a lot, uh, a lot unsaid between all of them. And then it kind of all came out and like in any good movie, they pulled through and all kind of came together in the end. <laughs> Which doesn't always happen on these kinds of kinds of
1: trips. Yeah, right. There was a beautiful landscape, and it was. Um, they actually showed they didn't really care about wine in the setting. Other, so they just want to get together and have a conversation. But sometimes, maybe we don't have real conversations because you don't want to hurt someone, or I guess if it's a long time tr- relationship, you don't want to really get into it if you only have three days somewhere you don't want to rock the boats um Mm -hmm. and you have different personalities so like um amy polar plays this hyper type a planning personality um because she's dealing with stuff in her own life that she doesn't have control with so she wants to control the trip so i i think that does happen like tensions run high and i was actually hoping there wasn't not a unhappy ending but just like a i guess more realistic ending and maybe there was and they cut it
0: it, need, it needed like a game of thrones slice through it shh, shh. i'm still not caught up yet I, I
1: should be maybe when this like airs but shh, uh, well
0: uh, well just that they show no mercy
1: okay I you like know that.
0: um it doesn't always have a happy ending to any episode um but yeah, do you have a favorite um girls trip that you've been on or would like to go on Well,
1: I was thinking about the group because that kind of got me thinking like what I thought was like these um, women, it was like 30 years ago, were working together. So I think I'd get my group and I don't know if it'd just be ladies because I think this group is really sentimental to me and it's my lifeguard crew. So for many, many summers since I was 17, I was part of like a city um, Niagara Falls City lifeguard group and there was five pools and different uh, characters. We invite them all, but I'd pick a handful of uh, probably six to eight of them to go somewhere and I think it'd probably involve camping. It'd be a bit more rustic than this the fancy Airbnb mm-hmm. they got. But I think yeah. camping, um, getting people together in the woods with a guitar, a bonfire Yeah, like just to catch up and have a chat. I think that's the fun part of this uh, this movie is like gain the chance to spend the time because there's no distractions of work, family, Mm -hmm. children. Um, There's not supposed to be like interference in technology even because they didn't have any links to that. So, what would you do to get away and have um, some real conversations? That's what I liked about
0: it. And I think the the lack of. connectivity was important like not yeah. you know
1: being able to get a signal definitely helps yeah um, i wonder like if they had other pieces to the movie i'd like to see the outtakes like what they cut out because i'm mm-hmm. sure they actually dug into some more of those issues more um just around like people feeling left out like anna gastra is that character she owns a small business uh, a, pot, a pizza pie place and uh, she's getting calls for, like, network television or reality yeah. food, yeah. Net, like, sort of things. And and she's like, you always leave me out, or maybe you leave yourself out. And I was like, uh-oh, which role am I on this now? I need a...
0: Yeah, well, that's the other interesting thing. You're right, when you watch a movie like that, is you think of yourself and your own group of friends, and what role does each person play? Because I think just, like, in a relationship, like a marriage or, you know, a partnership... Um, there's no question that in friendships we each kind of take
1: on a role. Yeah, and I don't think it's a bad thing, but I think it's good to recognize the interplay with one another and what your perception is and others' perceptions mm-hmm. of you in that group. And I don't know if I I'd be afraid to do like they do a deep dive into a tarot card reading. I would say like they're confronting some issues or talking about things they just kind of glossed over because when you're mm-hmm. 20s uh working and you don't like what do you care about oh where are we going out next what are we doing right. like it's not as deep as i think when you forge relationships um and continue relationships into i want to say your elder years because we're leaving to 100 so 50 is not old but like right as your relationships age like you care less about these petty things and you really want mm-hmm. to get to the root of, like, what is happening in your life or what's giving you meaning. And, yep yeah.
0: Yeah, so we would love to hear from our listeners if you have a favorite girls' weekend trip that you've been on or would like to go on. We're definitely open for suggestions of great places to go and some sentimental stories that you'd
1: like to share. Yeah, tell us about your tales, uh, ladies' trips, gals, or friends from the past that you've reconnected with has it been good? Has it been not so good? And um, yeah, I think there's some good ways to make those connections. It did remind me this, uh, Patrice. So I'm glad we talked mm-hmm. about the film. Is it's really important to continue to, I guess, cultivate and nourish those longtime friendships, even if you haven't yeah. heard from them in a while. Send them a message. Reach out.
0: Yeah, and a, a virtual happy hour is also a great way to stay in touch. This if you is true.
1: Can't that's physically fun. in between when you can physically get together. Absolutely. Well, we'll have to talk about planning of a trip someday because where where would we go and meet up if it's not a conference? Because I always emphasize that. Where do mm-hmm. you want to go, Patrice? Peru. I know. I like that. The Inca Trail is sold out this year, but yes, mm-hmm. I'm I'm still down with that. uh Oh, and there's a book that I think we should read. Um, I just recommended it, or was just listening to um, the Lawn Form pod- podcast. And mm-hmm. uh, Mark, um, I think his name is Mark Davis, wrote a book called The Tipping Point about Alaska, but he wrote uh, when Peru turned uh, 100 years old. It was called, sorry, his name's Mark Adams. And the book is called The Right Turn Right at Machu Picchu, Rediscovering the mm-hmm. Lost City One Step at a Time. So um, he writes travel, but he... Also writes good narratives about the history, the background, and sounds like it's funny. And his editor made him cut out a lot of his um, stomach issues in this book, <laughs> so it <laughs> re- wouldn't discourage the reader. But gives a real account of um, looking back in time. And 1911 was the day mm-hmm. when when this was founded. So he goes back and goes through the Andes mountains of Peru and encounters the ancient city. So hey, there's a good read for us. Maybe some inspiration. As we think about planning a trip there.
0: All right. I will put that on my list. You, you reminded me, as you were talking about a book we should read, that um, I was on the T yesterday, which is a time that I frequently flip through social media. Oh, public happened, transit. I happened to see uh, Tracy McMillan Cotton posted that one of her books was the Kindle Gold Box deal of the day for $1.99. Ooh, so, I'm a day. So, I I actually I got it. It's the Thick and Other Essays. And mm. It was $1.99 on Kindle. And I'm excited. I'm excited to read that.
1: And this is a, her book on essays, um, a collection of essays, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I want to. Yeah. That's on my to read list as well. We'll add both into the notes. And if you don't have time to read the book, I'll put a link to the podcast where that author was part of. And give a shout out to tressie and tell you where to reach her she's got some she's got some good books to read that we've both had before so thanks
0: all right until next time all right cheers be sure to catch the next podcast episode by subscribing to in Vino fab wherever you find and subscribe to podcasts
1: find us on twitter and instagram at in Vino fab and we'll always welcome love messages by email at Invinofabulum at gmail.com cheers
0: Thank you.